Creating Creativity podcast. I'm your host, Mari Reesberg. Over the past several years, I've combined my degrees in acting and somatic psychology to share my sustaining creativity techniques with performers. And now I've decided to share it with a bigger audience that includes you. I believe we are all creative and this podcast is all about that. I'll be interviewing people from all backgrounds, ages, and creativity experiences to share just how creative we all are. Today, I'll be chatting with Abby Gatling, marketer and podcaster. Please enjoy Abby Gatling. Welcome to the Sustaining Creativity Podcast. Today, I'm here with Abby Gatling, marketer and podcaster. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Mari. Very excited to have this chat today. Oh my gosh. I have been looking forward to this chat since you and I recorded for your podcast. I've been so excited. So I can't wait to chat with you as my guest about creativity. But before we get there, why don't you take a couple of minutes and let our listeners know a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Yeah, of course. Well, you sort of mentioned it before. I'm a I'm a marketer and a podcaster. I am calling in from Queensland, Australia, where it is extremely hot at the moment. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I have a podcast called Creativity Uncovered, which Mari delightfully joined me on uh, a couple of months ago, which is very exciting. Um, and for my crust, uh, I run a marketing business called Crisp Communications, and uh, we basically do digital marketing for professional services. So People like financial planners and accountants and real estate agents, uh, we look after everything to do with their digital marketing, um, which is great because it's my passion and I love it. It allows me to be creative every day and I can help other small business owners and work from anywhere. So I just, yeah, loving it, loving it so far. (laughs) Well, that's fantastic. I'm so curious, how did you get into the digital marketing world? Oh, yeah, well... This ties back to creativity. I mean, <laughs> everything, I feel like everything in my life just keeps going back to creativity and I mm-hmm. wish I had learned that earlier. So I've always been a creative person, but somehow I found myself on this career track where I was, you know, working really hard, mm. earning good money, getting promotions, but being absolutely miserable and tired (laughs) and after some soul searching I realized because I just realized I wasn't that happy because I had no creativity in my life Mm. and so once I realized this I was like oh gosh I'm too far into my career now I can't possibly change and go into a creative space I I don't know what to do so I just decided I'll just freelance on the side I'll pick up an internship Um, I taught myself how to do websites and I was doing all this outside of work hours and then going to my work and being sad and then doing my things outside of hours and being happy. (laughs) And I realized what is the point in doing this nine to five that is just terrible. So in 2019, I realized I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to jump two feet in and Mm -hmm. start my business and do this full time because I'm loving these side hustles. Why not make it my full-time job? (laughs) I love that. And I, oh oh my gosh, I love the, like 
recognition of missing creativity and seeking it and finding it and then stepping in or jumping in to say, this is now my full-time creative expression and creative life. And that, oh my gosh, like I hear so many people kind of, I don't know, fantasize about that. (laughs) And I'm curious, what was it, what was it like to make that jump and transition from having that steady nine to five into entrepreneurship and (laughs) your own gig? Well, (laughs) firstly, terrifying (laughs) (laughs) because, you know, there is something so comforting about getting a paycheck all the time. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. But I think I'd sort of got almost to crisis point, I think, with my career where I just was not happy. And, Mm -hmm. and I sort of, I had this realization, I was watching this thing on Netflix and it was called seven days out. I don't Mm. know if you've seen it, but the premise Mm -hmm. is, is that it's this very short documentary. Each episode is seven days out from a major event. And so there was like seven days out and how people prepare for this dog show in America or, um, relaunching a a restaurant and um and then so I watched these things and I I just loved how passionate and excited Mm. and vibrant everyone was in this documentary because everyone was just they're working to this common goal they're being creative things were going wrong they're having to problem solve they're doing all this stuff Mm -hmm. and I watched all these episodes and I just found myself crying Mm. and I was like oh my gosh like what what are these tears about? I have no idea. My husband walked in. He's like, oh my gosh, are you okay? Has someone died? What? <laughs> and I was like, no, I just, I want that. I want mm. that, that I've just seen. Mm-hmm. And it was like this light bulb had gone off in my head that what is the point of working so hard all day, every day and something you just hate? Mm-hmm life is short. You've got to live it. You've got to have that passion every day. So I kind of felt like there was no other choice. I just had to do it. Oh, I I understand that and love how inspiration can really come from anywhere. You know, seeing someone else's passion and can be inspiring. So I'm really curious when you think about being creative, what does it mean to you to be creative? Yeah. Well, for me, I guess maybe because of my journey, creativity is freedom for me. Mm. And I I think a lot of people um, have a very fixed idea of what creativity is and they get creativity mixed up with being artistic. And, uh, and of course, like the arts is a huge part of creativity. Mm -hmm. Uh, You have to be creative to be artistic and vice versa. But for me, I actually think that creativity is um, not necessarily about like an action or an end point. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a way of being. It's (laughs) kind of a view of the world and being open-minded and and not having this really fixed view of what has to happen next Mm -hmm. and how things have to be solved. It's kind of um, 
letting go of those preconceived ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, that doesn't mean that you can't, you know, take what you've already learned and applied in this new situation or anything like that. Sure. But it's kind of playing around with ideas and letting them sit and percolate mm-hmm. test and measure and fail and all these types of things and be being comfortable with that because knowing mm-hmm. that, that you're going to get this amazing end result because of that so I, I and I feel like that's what I was missing in my in my job was that everything was so prescriptive we did this this mm-hmm. way it was there's the manual this is the outcome. These are the rules. Yeah. <laughs> and so when I think of creativity, I go to the complete opposite. like freedom to do it yeah. any which way you like. Yeah. Or and, and just, yeah, that's what I think creativity is. I love it. And I love hearing just like the excitement of spontaneity that you are experiencing, not knowing and discovering and the journey that allows you to be so playful with creative moments or creative ideas like what a gift to give yourself (laughs) yeah and I think playful is a really interesting word in there because I and I've sort of explored this a few times on on my podcast which is almost about the same thing that your podcast (laughs) is about discovering other how other people are being creative Mm -hmm. and so much of it is people sort of reflect on their life and they go I was so creative as a kid and now I'm not creative as an adult. And I think it's because as a child, you have no inhibitions. Mm -hmm. You are purely there to play and have fun. Mm -hmm. And then somewhere along the way, as we go towards adulthood, we kind of just lose that ability to play or just like that desire to play, or maybe it's being squashed out of us. I'm not sure how, but creativity is playing around with it and just, testing and measuring and stuff totally I mean I think it's probably a combination of all the things how it how it leaves us over time unless you actually actively work on sustaining it or cultivating it in the things that you do and how you do your life how you are in the world so yeah and I'm curious in your own childhood what's your earliest memory of being creative Oh, I I have a lot of memories of um, loving creativity. I my family is a very creative family. I think we're very open minded. Everyone kind of expresses themselves in different ways. I have very early memories of kind of peeking in through my brother's door and watching him draw and just being amazed by this and trying to do it myself. Um, but I guess my first memory of thinking that I was part of that creative bunch that would have been in, in primary school. Mm. We uh, I'm from a family, uh, a big family, one of eight kids. Oh, and oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the middle child, uh, <laughs> one of them. Um, and um, we moved around a lot as a family through my father's work. So every two years or so we'd actually move country. And so uh, you know, that can be a bit disarming and you disorienting and you kind of don't really know where your place is in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and my first memory of being recognized for being creative was like made me feel so welcome and made mm-hmm. me feel like I'd found my space in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was in an art class in I think I was about maybe seven or eight or something mm-hmm. like that. And uh 
every week our teacher would go out for a session and we'd have this art teacher would come in and teach us a different thing every single week. And I just was living for these, living for these sessions. And I loved it so much. And, uh, you know, like after a couple of weeks, they said, okay, now we've got this art show that's coming up. We want everyone to choose their favorite technique and do your own art piece and it'll go in the art show and people can buy buy them um I'm doing inverted commas because I'm pretty sure everyone's parents were like pressured to buy their own kids on but (laughs) which is fine um and I remember taking that so seriously and I did this I drew this big picture of a pelican and I showed it to the teacher and I'd said, oh, I'd like to do this in um, paints or something. And she goes, no, actually, I think you need, you should be doing this in charcoal. And I was like, yes, what is that? Because <laughs> it was not anything we'd learned. But she had recognised I'd done this thing. She'd seen this vision for it. She took the time to actually show me how to do charcoal where we had not learned it that whole, mm-hmm. you know, semester or whatever. And I just remember that was my first time of being recognized mm. something I'd done and the care that was shown to me mm-hmm. and I just think back on that really fondly and since then I was like yes I'm an artist I will be an artist when I grow up and that was my plan <laughs> I love that I mean so many people have the reverse or the opposite of that story of they vividly remember a teacher telling them they are not an artist or not a singer. And to have it, to have that young experience of someone really supporting it and telling you that you are an artist and taking extra time to really show you how to use material in a new way and you internalizing that and saying for the rest of my life, I am an artist. Like what yes. a great moment. Oh yeah. And I think about that and you, you can see that I burst into this big smile. I'm thinking about it because it was such a nice memory. But yeah. then I also had the opposite <laughs> to what you were saying. So <laughs> that was towards the beginning of my schooling career, I suppose. Yeah. And then at the end of my schooling career, so we we do 12 years of school here in Australia. From that point, every time I tr- could choose art, I did. And I shoved it in wherever I could. My whole <laughs> timetable was yeah. filled with as many artistic endeavors as I could. Um, and so I was on this track. I was like, yes, I'm going to be an artist. I'm going to be a graphic designer. I'm going to, and I had this in my mind. I got all the way up to the last semester of year 12, mm-hmm. the final year of school. And um, that was my plan. And you worked the last two years, all your um, all your grades for the last two years count to whether you get into oh. university or not in Australia. Oh. It's this crazy system. So we've been working on this. <laughs> my my teacher changed in, in the last semester of year 12. Oh my God. And she did not like <sighs> my artistic expression at all. She did not like it. And she failed me. And it was shocking to shock me. I I have a very academic family. We're very studious. I've always tried really hard. And I consider myself to be an artist at this stage. And I got failed in art. And that was the most devastating thing that had happened to me, not just because it was the first time, you know, like I'd ever failed or anything like that, but 
the repercussions that that had on my career choices and my sense of self and my direction in my career, which ultimately led me to that really boring career, which I was telling you about. (laughs) So I had this teacher at the beginning who, who encouraged me and made me feel amazing. And then I had one teacher in one small swift motion, rip all that away again. It was just crazy. It just shows you how important teachers are, right? They it are does. so important. Yes, so important, it, especially in how they relate to their students and mm. how, oh my gosh, I just, I, I think about those pivotal moments that change someone's life and how people recover from that or, or don't recover from those life-changing transitions or life-changing moments that we all end up having throughout the course of a lifetime. But yeah, I mean, good on you for recovering and finding another outlet and reclaiming creativity and artistry for yourself. It took a long time. Like I, uh, after that time, I don't think I did anything Mm -hmm. artistic. Mm Mm-hmm for about 10 years oh wow I just I just didn't do it I didn't paint I didn't draw I stopped drawing mm-hmm. everything I just shut down completely and it wasn't until you know later realizing like geez something is missing and me exploring yeah. that I realized that's that's what it was that I was so it was so much a part of my life prior to that and then I cut it out 100% because that wasn't who I was anymore mm-hmm. because of that situation oh my goodness well I imagine like you're definitely not the only person who has ever gone through that experience of being told or failed. You're not an artist and internalizing that and having life-changing moments, but for someone who doesn't believe that they are creative, how would you encourage them to tap into creativity or find creativity in their life? Yeah. That's a good question because I think that everyone is creative and there's so many different ways to be creative. It doesn't, as I said before, it's not always about being artistic. It's right. it's uh, a mindset and, you know, there's all these different, different definitions for creativity. But when people say to me they're not creative, I sort of challenge them on that and I and I prompt them to sort of think about was there ever a time that you felt like you were creative? Like you might mm-hmm. not be creative now, but have you ever felt creative? And they'll always go, yes. Mm. When I was a kid, I used to love writing books. <laughs> or when I was a kid, I used to love collecting leaves from the garden and making them into a collage. Or I used to love singing in the choir. And they'd they'd come up with this thing and you're like, well, why don't you do it now? <laughs> do it now. And that's and people are like, oh. I can do that. Like, yes, you can do that. You're probably not going to be very good, but that doesn't matter. Like no one is good the first time, but if you love it, you just try. And even if you don't get any better, if you're loving the process, then (laughs) that's great. It doesn't, you don't have to produce something at the end of it. If going around collecting leaves and making them into a collage is what you want to do. (laughs) Why not? Someone might think your kid did it, but it doesn't matter. (laughs) Oh, true. I love that reminder that it's okay to suck or be bad at something in the beginning or even longer than that. It doesn't, it's not about being perfect or being professional with your creativity. Like 
if it brings you joy, can that be enough? Yes. And I, I think, I think it's uh, really interesting that at the moment, well, certainly here in Australia, I am sure this is happening in the US and elsewhere, but there is this massive rise of classes aimed for adults. And so there's like the paint and sip. And then there is, you know, adult choirs and dancing for beginners. And, and they are full. They are hard to get into because I feel like we kind of realize life is supposed to be fun. Let's try and get that back again. And people mm-hmm. are seeking out these opportunities where you're not expected to be this professional, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're not expected to be able to, you know, sell any of your work at the end or be a professional dancer or whatever but just getting back into it again is great and I'm just loving seeing all these classes pop up everywhere that they're so it's so interesting to see who who goes to that and how much fun everyone always has a smile on their face when they're at these classes absolutely is there anything that you're currently doing creatively that you feel like I am an absolute beginner. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> time. No, I, I, I really, well, we've moved house recently and I'm really enjoying um, the problem solving that goes around with the DI, with DIY. Oh. And so I'm trying to fix things. I'm trying to make things better. I'm painting rooms. I'm doing this. And I feel like it's a really I think that is a creative expression because you're sitting with a problem. You're having to think laterally. Mm-hmm. Um, you're trying things out. You're failing. You're trying it again. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of failing because I'm not a professional. <laughs> but it's so satisfying, you know, because I sit, sit at my desk all day. Uh, I'm on Zoom all the time. Yeah. Getting out there and doing something that's like tactile yeah. and uh, I don't know how to do it. I've got a problem solve. Yeah. Uh, there's a physical product at the end of it. It's just, it's wonderful. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. I love hearing the beginner stories and that you're you're like really allowing yourself to be in that beginner space because so many people, I think, struggle with the needing it to be quote unquote perfect or at a different level than they're actually at. So embracing the beginner space and the curiosity and the problem solving, I can totally appreciate that. Yeah. And I think feeling like you're not going to be good at it or um, worrying that you're, you, you are such a beginner can hold you back. Yeah. Can hold you back from even starting. And mm-hmm. I mean, I'm certainly, guilty of that there's you know some things where I'm like I just don't really know how to do this so I'm not going to try yet but then once you try you're like it's never as hard as you think it's going to be and and even if it is kind of you know you do sort of a bit of a crappy job of it who cares you can still fix it yeah (laughs) it's it's not life or death here you know (laughs) absolutely I love well for some for people who are kind of interested in getting back into something and to be that beginner what are some tips you might have for them stepping back into being a beginner oh yeah I think it's a it's about 
firstly, just acknowledging the fact that you are probably not going to be that good. <laughs> that's it. That's yeah. the that's the forewarning and being like, that's fine. I'm not, I'm not, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. But I think uh to try and get your creative juices flowing, for me, it's about trying to surround myself with creativity. So mm. it's either seeking out and reading books or seeking out podcasts like this one, um, watching shows, having conversations. Um, the more you can see around you, the more you can be inspired. Mm. Um, and that's a really great place to start when you're not quite ready to make that leap. Just being surrounded by the opportunities of it is, it's, I think, a really good you know, first step. Absolutely. Thank you for that reminder that it's a creative experience to immerse yourself in other people's creativity to be inspired yourself. So I think that is wonderful to pass along. It's been so fantastic chatting with you. I know we could chat for hours, but I just have one last question. Yes. What does it feel like in your body to be creative? Oh, I feel like this bubble that is this kind of growing and bubbling away and just full of energy and it could be ready to burst at any moment. That's that's how I feel when I'm feeling my most creative, that there's just like there's something special growing and it's just waiting to be unleashed and I have to do it. <laughs> I love it. That's amazing. I love the description and the bubble. I can see it. I can yeah. picture it as you're describing it. So thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. If people want to learn more about all of the things that you do, where they can listen to your podcast, how could you, how could they go about doing that? Yes. Would love to talk to anyone who's interested in marketing or the podcast, uh, crispcoms.co is probably the best place to go. We've got everything on there, including the podcast, but uh, also just keen to connect. I love talking to people at Creativity. So uh, please do reach out if you're interested. Wonderful. Well, I'll put links in show notes so people have very easy access. And thank you again for taking the time to chat with me about creativity. I have thoroughly enjoyed this. Me too. Thank you so much, Mari. for listening to the Sustaining Creativity Podcast. We'd love to keep in touch, so follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We are at Sustaining Creativity. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Tag your friends and family so they can listen too. We love to hear from you, so leave your reviews, comments, and questions. Check out our website, sustainingcreativity.com, for upcoming offerings and creativity coaching. Tune in Tuesdays for our next episode. And remember, with creativity, anything's possible.